Yeah, but that's uh, recording in progress. So before we call this meeting to order, a bit of housekeeping. Um, the subject, the petition, and the property has been posted, if applicable, which I believe it is this evening. Joining property owners have been noticed. Petition is and was published in the newspaper, specifically the pilot. And at last, the petition was also published um, and available to review on the Route County website. Um, item number two, all documents specific to the petitions have been received. I'm looking at Michael as I'm saying that, so I'm looking for a nodding head, and that's good. Okay. Uh, normally, our meetings are in person. However, we also do uh, what we like to call a hybrid, which this evening is one of them. I believe the petitioner will be uh, participating via Zoom. She just waved at us, and that's good, so the system is working. <clears throat> Christy Windsor, the planning director, is also participating via Zoom. I don't, is there anyone else that, I don't no. think, right? That's it? I'm on there just like so share the PowerPoint. Okay. And I, I'm assuming his name is Cooper Allen. Um, we don't really have anybody in the audience, so that part's good. In terms of the Zoom procedures, there is a, a function or raising hands that a question surfaces. We'd appreciate if you use that. Otherwise, um, unless you're speaking, we'd also appreciate it if uh, you remain on mute. It eliminates the background noises that occasionally will crop up the surface. <laughs> okay, with that in mind, oh, and there's no second yeah, never mind. Um, with that in mind, I'd like to call to order the March 2nd meeting of the Route County Planning Commission. Sarah, if you would be so kind as to call the roll. Steve Warnke. Yes. Brian Kelly. Yeah. Andrew Bridgman. Here. 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 Greg Dager. Here. Here. And Paul Weiss. For the record, we have a quorum. Um, Next item on the agenda would be public comment. That's public comment that is specific to, is not specific to the petition this evening and could be available for anything else. However, recognizing that there doesn't appear to be anyone from the public other than the petitioner, we'll move forward. Approval of minutes is the next item on the agenda. Minutes from January 19th, 2023. Are there any corrections, additions, deletions? Hearing none, the chair will entertain a motion to approve the minutes of January 19th. So we approve the minutes from January 19th, 2023. Thank you, Brian. I'd like to be a second. Second. <laughs> Linda, thank you. Appreciate it. Any uh, discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all those in favor of the motion to approve the minutes of January 19th, please indicate by saying yes. Yes. Opposed, indicate no. Chair votes yes, motion is carried, and the minutes are approved. The next item would be the minutes from the February 16th, 2023. Yes, that's a correction right there. And is that in the minutes or is that? Well, it's really on the agenda. That's so, on the agenda. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about that so much. I fixed it, it's 2023. Um, any additions? Deletions or corrections on the minutes of February 16th. I will be approved the minutes from February 16th, 2023. Thank you, Brian. Second. Thank you, Jim. All those in favor signify by saying yes. 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 Chair votes yes. I opposed. Hearing none, motion is approved. The minutes are approved. Next item for consideration is the Sun Ranch Out Team petition. I know the petitioner is participating via Zoom and so for his benefit. Typically, the way we like to do this, we appreciate hearing from the petitioner in the form of a narrative, briefly describes for us um, the petition and what you're proposing. Uh, following that, if any of the commissioners have any questions at that point in time, they're free to do so. And then following that, we like to hear from staff, specifically, I believe it's going to be Michael this evening. 
to provide the commissioners with staff comments. Uh, and then again, any questions that are available or exist amongst the commissioners, and as we do those, I'll open it up to the public after that. Close public, and then we go. So with that thought in mind, um, Shane. Mr. Shane. Shane. So. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes, we are just fine, I believe. Some people may be a presenter, so I can put a jump here. Because he doesn't have a separate presentation, he's just going to be in the site. Oh, that's fine. So we'll give you that. Christy, do you need that? I think Christy needs to usually, sometimes she makes me a host, but I don't seem to be right now. I'm the co host. So, what do you need me to do? Can you make me a, a presenter as well so I can share my screen? Oh, yeah, no problem. Let's see. I think you can just right click on my. I think you already have permi uh, permissions. Uh, I think we have to set up that anybody can. Yeah, I yes. have it on all participants already. I don't have. Oh, here's the share screen button. Okay, here we go. You should be good. Okay, share screen. Okay, now we got this. Okay, Shane, would you like this overview or this site plan or this site plan to go? Uh, yes, either that's good right there. That I can talk about that. Great. Well, whenever you're ready. Okay. Um, thank you, all of you. Uh, especially thank uh, thanks to you, Michael, for all of your help over the past several months, almost a year, and. Um, yeah, I bought this property, um, oh, I think it's all been almost four years ago, um, it erected a yard on it, did not get a building permit. Uh, I was not trying to be sneaky. I just somehow didn't know I needed one. Uh, and then uh, two years ago, I, I would take uh, buddies up there uh, hunting um, during uh, the elk rifle seasons and um, that kind of grew. So I decided to get a, uh, go through the process with the state of Colorado to get a outfitter uh, license and everything that's involved in that insurance, et cetera. Uh, normally uh, my outfitter business is not like a major outfitter. I don't, uh, you, I don't, ever have many clients. Uh, usually um, the majority of the guiding happens in second rifle and third rifle. Uh, normally uh, this year I had the, uh, during first rifle, I had a group, two men and their sons. That was actually, so they were young teenagers. So that's the most I've ever had at one time. But normally it's just it would be me and two other hunters. And during second and third rifle, we stay at the yurt. Uh, the site plan you see, uh, it's, it's still the old picture when I first bought the property. You can still see those two uh, old campers there that were dilapidated. I cleaned up the property, um, hauled all that to the Milner landfill after I cut it all up. And uh, you can see access is County Road 56, uh, that uh, the Sun Ranch property is between 76 on the west and then County Road 80 uh, on, the, um, on the east. It's approximately, oh, a, right, a little less than two miles uh, after you turn left on County Road 80. And, um, and then you see the driveway uh, there where the uh, item four is. Uh, I have a gate there that I keep shut and locked 
Um, and then this is the driveway. I don't, you probably can't see my cursor, but that's the driveway um, up to the actual yurt. Uh, this is a hill. Uh, the, this uh, item two is uh, the location of um, the way that I have water up there is through a uh, above ground water tank, 5,500 gallon water tank. Uh, then uh, the, um, the the yard itself uh, is built uh, even beyond the code that the Colorado York Company called for, but it the yurt sits on a, a deck. The big square is the deck of the yurt. There are two um, entrances, or you might say two exits, so two doors. Uh, there's a door on the north uh, east uh, corner, and then a door on the uh, southwest corner. Uh, and the yurt has windows. You can shut the windows, open them, keep them shut, depending on the weather. Um, it, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the, Michael, can you show the slide where I show the parking, uh, where I park? Um, These are the, I've got site photos, um, site plan, and this site plan. I'm having a hard time. Part of it is I have a stopped up right here. I've been flying for work. <laughs> I can't hear very well, but I can't hear you. The PowerPoint just has the site plan, the close-up site plan, and the site photos. Okay, I sent another uh, site plan, uh, updated it, that uh, had the, um, and I can just talk through it. So just go back to the one I'll show you. But um, between the water tank uh, and the yard itself, the staircase is again on the north uh, east corner up to the deck. Uh, there's room for two uh, parking spaces um, behind, right behind the water tank right here. That's where we normally park. Uh, I, have, I keep a UTV up there and a small Kubota tractor. I use the tractor to uh, trim underbrush just for to mitigate fire hazard. So every summer when it starts to turn really dry, I bush hog a, around a good uh, portion around the perimeter. The tractor is is parked right here, right at the the uh, south side, uh, and the UT is, UTV as well. Uh, sometimes clients uh, fly into the airport in Hayden and I pick them up and just drive them to the yurt so they don't have a vehicle up there. Uh, other times I have clients that will drive, bring their own vehicle, but they're, they're never more than two vehicles uh, up on the property at any given uh, time. Um, yeah, I could, you know, I don't want to just go on and on, but I, you feel free to ask questions or something I'm not clear about or something that you're uh, interested in knowing. Um, the property, maybe I need to speak to the property line. The property line runs, um, you see it at the, on the, the, to the north, but it runs at an angle uh, or County Road 56 does and it intersects uh, off the site plan, the majority of the part, yeah, you see it there. That's where it, it comes to County Road uh, 56. The majority of the land though is north of County Road uh, 56. And again, this is the access to the yurt. Um, the, that right clearly on the picture. I've done some uh, work. Uh, there was erosion uh, on, on the culvert under the road on County Road 56. So I took it on myself to, it was washing out uh, when the, this is Bull Gulch, um, you see on the, on the site, uh, there's a lot of runoff early there. And so that was washing away. I have, um, I took sacrete and just, uh, mitigated that erosion uh, right there. And I've added uh, a, some rock. The, the driveway was already good, in good shape. Access, it's been there a long time. Whoever did it 
uh, put down um, small rocks that are pressed into the dirt. So it's e even if there's snow, snow on the ground, if it's not too much snow, easy uh, to get up and down the driveway. Um, yeah. Um, thank you, Mr. Stone. Questions for the petitioner at this point, commissioners? Michael? All right. Um, so Shane kind of laid it out for you. So he is doing um, hunting slash fishing facilities. Um, as he explained, um, he initially um, didn't have a building permit for this structure. Um, and upon seeking a building permit, it was described as um, being for an outfitting operation. And so that's where we said, okay, well, that, that requires its own conditional use permit. Um, as you guys might be familiar, um, hunting slash fishing is uh, used by right in the AF zone district, provided there are no permanent staging facilities. And so this use, um, which is private or commercial or permanent or, sorry, just, Christy, can you move this base out of the way a little bit? Oh, maybe I can. <laughs> there we go. Um, so private or commercial with permanent staging or permanent lodging area associated with commercial hunting. That's what bumps this up from a use by right to a conditional use. And the use is kind of more geared towards facilitating like very large uh, permanent hunting operations that you guys might be familiar with other parts of the county. Um, so his use is is the impacts are very minimal and similar to the use by right of, of not having any permanent facilities other than the yurt and the small area for parking and staging. Um, so that's kind of, that's why he's in this process in the first place. Um, he is a licensed outfitter. Um, he intends to operate seasonally due to the County Road 56 access. Um, they would mostly be doing hunting on site and access to national forests for bow hunting. Um, there's parking on site. He's not currently proposing off-site parking. Um, there's a temporary toilet on site, and he is working with an on-site water treatment system through environmental health. Um, and he has also submitted a mitigation plan um, for um, planting some trees to mitigate visual impacts. He is certified in CPR and other life-saving measures as part of his outfitter license. Um, the year is equipped with a weather accessible radio. Um, as he already mentioned, he kind of does some, some fire mitigation on the site to keep it maintained. Um, the site has water tanks, focus CO detectors, and fire extinguisher. Um, so it's it, in terms of in terms of the, the code, we're, we're, what we're basically looking at is you know there's the by right use of the hunting, and the, the the part that we're actually kind of looking at more is the actual permanent staging facilities and the impact thereof. Of those of those facilities, um, so these we've already looked at the site plans. Here's some pictures that were taken um, from the site. So uh, Dave, our code compliance officer, and I uh, visited in the fall. Colors were quite beautiful, I should mention. Um, so this is County Road 56 going from the east, and this is heading out west. Um, this is what the year looks like, and this is that north uh, northeast corner where he's got the porch and the entrance and. Uh, the future uh, bathroom facilities, and this is just kind of an open area that uh, will park um, to turn around in, um, and then just here's an overall view of what the property looks like. Um, so that's basically it. Um, if you guys have any questions for me? Is he square with the building department? That is one of the conditions that is being put on this. He does have a, he is seeking a building permit currently, and he will need to get that completed before the year can actually get. And the same is true with the environmental. So that one, he has a temporary facility. Um, he, has, he has an outhouse there currently. Uh, well, not an outhouse, um, uh, a fourth floor toilet. Yeah. Um, so that's, he's able to do that for now. Um, the county doesn't allow gray water systems or anything like that. So he has to put in an actual like septic system to accommodate this use if he's to get rid of the porta potty. So he is pursuing that. Um, whether or not he does it, he will be in compliance because he has a porta potty. Um, but yes, that is something that's on his list to do. And we will be making sure that he at least has the building permit all squared away with the year before he can operate. Yeah, and I, I might, have, yes, that's underway. I have, um, um, I'm working with uh, House Select with uh, Geotech there in Steamboat. Uh, he's designed 
uh, a water treatment facility and uh, once uh, snowmelt uh, comes, we will get working on that and have it operational before uh, the next hunting season. I might also add that I am uh, insured as an outfitter uh, uh, for the uh, the required um, amount in Route County uh, covered uh, up to two million in liability, and that policy's current. Um, yeah. Okay, um, Michael, I don't think I've seen the language ever before that's contained. Well, it's in it's in staff comments. Mm -hmm. It's the last sentence on page. Let me open my staff report. Well, sure. <laughs> Where are we looking? I'm on, I think we should probably have page one, two, three. Page three, three. Staff comments, the last sentence. No, there's not that I'm seeing anyway. Um, it's correct. We're not <clears throat> but we'll get through that. You see where it starts off, and this is also a condition. It's just, I had to read this three times. Okay. A condition is suggested requiring the yurt and any other structures associated with this use, and this is the part from the curve, to be converted by right or appropriate approved use. How does that work? So, this what is, are we saying here? I, Oh, yeah, it, it's it's a little bit of legalese. You're you're oh, correct. Um, the so yurt is not typically you know we have principal and accessory uses, and you can't have an accessory use without principal use. And the question is, what what really is a yurt? Um, because typically a yurt as as normally constructed doesn't meet the definition of a dwelling unit. And so this is why he this is why we say that he's working on the building permit, but he doesn't have it yet because we won't sign it until he has a use approved for the yurt. Um, and so he's effectively, he has to get this permit approved before he can get the yurt signed off on a building permit. The yurt as, as constructed, um, because of this, what, what this provision is saying is that if the yurt, if, if this use goes away, this is the use that's effectively approving the existence of the yurt. So if this use ceases, like he stops, he stops outfitting, what is the yurt then? What is the use, the, the um, principal use on the property? Because we don't want this yurt just floating around that has no actual defined use. Um, so it would have to be converted to some kind of by right use, whether it be a dwelling unit or some other approved use under a use permit um, so that the year can stay. If he, if he was to just abandon the outfitting use and have no other replacement use in mind, um, and it wasn't converted to a dwelling unit, then it would have to be demolished within a year. So it would have to be demolished unless it has a kitchen? What would make, well, what would make, what, what would make the year be it's uh, the building would have to explain some of the nuances, but it, yes, if it, if it met all the definitions of a dwelling unit under our code, it would it would create a planning issue. But then, obviously, to be a dwelling unit, it needs to be building code, and a year doesn't always meet building code for a dwelling unit. You know, there's there's insulation requirements and there's egress and things like that, and so a year can be converted to a single family dwelling unit and that's that would likely be a, a reasonable path for this but it's some this condition is basically in there just to say like you know don't don't abandon the use and then just start like camping in the year because that's that's the other side of the, the coin is that um with camping regulations a year could be considered for extended camping under the code but that only allows 180 days and then it requires that the right. camping structure be removed and this is not something that I think he wants to remove every 180 days if he wasn't outfitting. So he's going to keep the outfitting permit active, or if he chooses to not, he just has to do something with the year to make it to make sure that it remains legal in terms of what use is on the site. Would would you accomplish the same thing if you just said approved use? It could be, yeah. It, it's the, I guess it's the by right that throws me a complete curve. Well, the reason it says by right or approved use is because a by right use is not something that is approved per se. It's it's by right. Like we don't go and tell people. Well, I get that part. I understand that. But... Right. Well, it's it's trying to just include everything because if we say approved use, that implies that we would have that it's a use that had to be approved, like a use permit. But like we don't we don't go out in the county and approve people explicitly for agriculture. They're allowed to do agriculture, so that's a by right use. Right. So so that's kind of the distinction there. 
I mean, if he was to convert it to an ag storage building and just had um, agricultural implements inside of it somehow and was paying the property, it'd be a little bit unusual in this particular case, but that would be a buy right use. It wouldn't be an approved use in the sense that we're not approving. Okay. It, it's not like approved as opposed to approved or illegal. Gotcha. <laughs> Did you did planning department make this up by itself? Did they? I don't remember exactly when this what this condition. This condition. So, yeah, that the language. That language. We did have some some internal discussion with the staff as to exactly what to do with it because it's been in it, in terms of the building permit because that's the other side of things is we're trying to get the building permit approved. Okay. Um, and and this this kind of came up as a topic like well what if what if this uh, outfitting doesn't get approved or doesn't get used. In the future, as an outfitting unit, like how does that affect the building permit and what whether or not we can sign it? Because we can't we can't sign a building permit for a structure that has no defined use or for a use that isn't allowed in the code. Uh, I don't have any more questions. Um, um, yes, go ahead. Go. Is there a propane tank outside? Um, Shane, is there a propane tank, or how are you heating it? You know, I think there is. I think you said so. Yes. Yes, there there is a propane tank. Uh, although the the um, you may be at the it's it's on the uh, very north uh, um, the north northwest corner, um, and it 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 will be moved. The reason I got conflicting. Um, information you can see it in this picture the one the the one on the left it's only a hundred oh, propane tank um yeah and i Gosh. and i was told by um um i use mountain west propane out of craig and i was told by them that it could be within if it was less than 100 or 100 gallons or less it could be within 10 feet of the structure the building department it said that they don't think that they're going to allow that so i have plans uh again after snow melt to move the lines uh that were installed under the the gas lines i um i installed them or i had someone install them in such a way that i can connect a propane tank to the back side, but that's a building. the The building uh, departments own that. They understand what I'm looking to do. So this will probably it, and it will be moved the amount of distance that's required by the building code from the yurt. And I'll probably go to a larger uh, propane tank just because I so I don't have to have propane delivered, you know, as often. But yes, it does. It also has, uh, I'm a writer. So most of the use of this yurt is I go up there, I have wireless or I have uh, satellite internet and it, I get away. I, I'm actually, I'm going to do a promotion here. I'm doing a book signing at Off the Beaten Path in Steamboat next Saturday. So some of you should show up. <laughs> and uh, the, yeah, so I'll go up there to write. And then my wife and I, we live in the city down in downtown Denver. We we need to get out of the city. It caves in on us at times. And sometimes our kids are grown, live uh, live all over the world, actually. And sometimes we take them up there. But that's the main that's the main use. Other than I've just decided to do this small guide business, and it it, it is indeed a it's not a big deal. It's just a small. But the main use is just us using it, uh, you know, to get away and for me to get away to write. So because there's a condition requiring approval by the Rep County Building Department, mm -hmm. the propane tank would automatically be included as part of that approval process. Yeah, they're they're gonna they we are looking at the use only when we do our part of the building permit review but right. we're going to be made looking at everything structural um structural electric gas and all the utilities and then obviously environmental health their, their little review for the 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 sewage component of it are you so, that's where i was going are you good with that the, the next step is do you have a generator 
to put the lighting, go away from the solar heating. Oh, it's like one step rather than the other. You've seen woods uh, burning stoves in the earth, but propane heat's a lot better. Yeah, ultimately, so that answers your question. Uh, for the use and the, the, the approval, is there with the uh, normal conditions a max amount of people? Um, like, there's no specific condition in here saying how many people are here. Obviously, he wants it to be a small operation. Next person, you know, down the line or whatever, they could build some temporary tents or something like that, expand this bigger. Is there a max uh, with this condition? Is there should there be any kind of conditions with the uh, amount of people? Um, we don't have a condition specifying the maximum number of people at the moment. I think if there were additional buildings, we would potentially make, determine if it needs to be re-reviewed. But you do have the option of placing that as a condition if you like. And they could potentially put in temporary camping structures to make it a bigger use if they wanted to. Or would that be not part of their approval for their site plan? It would probably, um, if, it, if it's not, it's not obviously with the site they can have, this is the permanent staging area. So if they're staging within this area, then some small amount of accessory staging that's not directly as shown on the site plan might be considered okay. But yeah, there was more than a few we would probably have to revise this application. So if you feel that there's a concern that there'd be too many people, you can place a condition on whether or not you think there should be any any sleeping outside of the yurt or in vehicles or um, a, a maximum number, number of people. And then how long does this last? Is this a 10 year? This does not have a time limit. Life. Life use, use, yes. Life, life. But, but Michael, The conditional use permit, mm -hmm. including all of the comments from the owner, petitioner, mm -hmm. and this discussion all becomes part of that permit process and is part of the record, is it not? Yeah. So then in terms of expanding it, mm -hmm. doesn't that become a violation? I mean, you're a code dude. I, I wouldn't say no. I mean, if it's not part of a specific condition, if he sold it and sold it to somebody else and they had this kind of use, why well, when you say this thing, you know, it well, when you sell, isn't there typically a condition? They have to, they would have to transfer the permit. Yeah. Yeah. Would you really read that detail? And would I try and read that detail into it? You know. I would look at the specific conditions, but I mean, I'm pretty comfortable with the, I'd say, especially with the slight area and basically having that, if there's more than any accessory uses, it's going to probably expand that uh, site plan and that's going to be the violation right there. So I think it catches itself in the site plan, even if it's not on it. And keep in mind that hunting, hunting and uh, hunting is used by right without permit staging. So if some if someone was to camp within the regulations of the county somewhere else on this property and do hunting, that would be completely in compliance and would not actually have anything to do with this permit in the first right. place. So like this, this is the staging area and the impacts of this staging area is is kind of what's what's the crux of consideration. But once you put once you put the structure on there and define the staging area, any additional all the tents or whatever is considered under the density and the impact of the use on a 40, 48 acre site, right? Somewhere there. What was it? 47. 47. I thought it was someone in there. This seems possibly that it is sort of a workaround to the camping regulations by attaching the outfitter use to it. Like even through the applicant's own admission is that, you know, primarily it's, it's a function is um, a retreat. And then it's, it's nice to be able to share it with guests and to even generate a little bit of revenue off of it. But normally 
that structure would have to be taken down. Normally, this would be attached, like, say, to a larger branch that had branching operations on it. Instead of just the only use for the piece of land is uh, actually for generating revenue. So kind of an interesting, I think I think you've possibly connected all the dots, but it seems like kind of uh, creating a solution to an existing condition to make it conform. Yeah, I mean, our goal our goal is to bring Mr. Sun into compliance um, with, with how he's using the property. So, I mean, on, on its face, yes, that we are trying to make sure he's in compliance. Um, we don't currently. I think we would still consider the the this permanent staging to be like a primary use, and, and his his recreational space as secondary, much in the same sense as uh, a business operating in the county. That like, let's say it's a it's a store. We don't we don't set the operating hours. If they happen to be there at the store, but it's not open, and they're there at the store more often than the store is actually open, we wouldn't necessarily say that that's automatically flipping the primary and secondary use. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we we I don't we we didn't discuss if there was any limitations on him being there when he's not doing the outfitting. Um, other than to say that the, you know the outfitting is really the the ability to keep the year. You are correct. The outfitting is what allows the year to stay year round. Yes, and it's something with with the new with the code rewrite. We might ultimately look at county regulations again. It's it's possible. What a challenging discussion to say the least. You know, this is exactly the type of situation that sort of came up during those discussions. Don't even go there. <laughs> well, but it's still again the the actual outfitting component of it is what makes the staging area of the year and all that come into compliance and so it to me we're we're kind of veering a little bit into a round table but the if, 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 if the permit wasn't transferred if the property was sold the year would have to be removed the septic system would have to be removed yep. and remediated uh, any improvements would have to be removed yes agreed but they could go like we we're talking about camping as used by right, but we've already seen conditional use permits for camping with yurts that are fancy style, uh, you know, um, conditions uh, for part of agriculture as well. So I think it does kind of fit of a conditional use permit. I understand where that use by right and where that should be a temporary type of thing, and so I do think. You know, camping does already have a place in, in our code, but it is under conditional. Or if it, they want to do it by use by right, is kind of what we've been talking about. But as a as a use, um, as as an allowable use, that year would have to would have to be removed. And but it, well, if it, it change, it could change to a camping. Uh, what was the no? no it's, it's, it's camping. It's it's 180 days. Yeah. Well, what was the uh, application that we saw that was? Um, I don't know. It King was, Mountain. It, it no, was the fancy. Uh, it ended up being a recreational uh, facility with uh, with overnight. Yes. Yeah. Accommodation. And that's a usually oh, good because of that condition that we discussed earlier. That. He would have to apply for a permit like that if he was to cease the outfitting uh, operation. Mm -hmm. So there, there are avenues there, but hopefully he sticks with this, and we don't have to go back and do that again. Right. <laughs> okay. Any other questions for the item of the petition, Jim? I noticed that in the uh, in the description of the of the project, uh, made reference to the uh, applicant intending to build fir and pine trees. To mitigate uh, visual impacts. So my question, Shane, is I assume that would go around the yurt and the other structure the buildings there. That is that where you're thinking about planning this stream? I'm having a hard time hearing. I heard parts of it. Your repeat the question, please. Uh, your your intent to build plant fir and pine trees to mitigate visual impacts. My question is, do you intend to put those? Around the yurt or 
other structures that might appear on the property related to this application? Is that where you're thinking about planning? Yes, I, I have a, a an approved uh, well permit, both a above ground well permit. I le I mean, I I sign away grazing rights to Smith Rancho. Uh, so I the, I have a pond on the north part of the property that dries up, but I have a well permit to uh, sink a well uh, on the property. Until and I have, I've had a hard time finding someone willing to do the drilling, but I, I would not do any landscaping until I had, uh, you know, the the um, well permit use uh, application that was approved um, by the state, including watering, uh, what the watering of trees and even livestock but I haven't done that. But to answer your question, I would probably, um, you know, plant uh, not so close to the yurt that it, it include, um, caused any danger, but I would probably plant north of the driveway all the way down to the entrance just to make it more secluded. Um, um, yeah, uh, and I, I would love to do that. I love working out there. But I've got to wait until I have a way to what you know to to water um, whatever I plant. Otherwise, it'll just die. <laughs> it'll be work for nothing. Um, okay. Thank you, Shane. That answers the question. Staff is is that merit a condition that you such find? Um, there, his mitigation plan is more specific to dangers. Um, it's. We don't have a specific condition requiring any particular landscaping plan to be adhered to. The, the land is not, um, the, the land has already been disturbed to place the yurt, and it's not like there's any exposed um, work that needs to be remediated to cover the ground back up. Um, but if, if there's concerns about um, visual mitigation beyond um, what the site is at the current state, we can, we can require that as well in an additional condition. I mean, that's if you think it's warranted. I mean, County Road 56 seems very. I agree. Yeah, there's not a lot of stuff. Used, right? yeah. And it's only open seasonally. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not, I wasn't thinking of this condition. I'm just curious about the staff. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, we, we did think about that, but it's it's kind of, it, it's I consider it like a bonus that it's good that he's wanting to do it for, for seclusion and everything, but the landscape has pretty good vegetation as it is. Okay. That's all I have there. Trees. I have yeah. one question. I know. Uh, yeah. Mr. Sun, I think one of your goals was to make sure you could get an address uh, for emergency services, which makes sense. I just wonder what kind of cell coverage you have out there. You mentioned yeah. you have satellite Wi Fi. When you, have, uh, when you have hunters out there, what is your access to communication for? Um, an emergency? That's a great question. Thank you uh, for asking. Uh, I uh, have an in-reach um, device, uh, you, which is linked to a satellite. Uh, at the yurt and maybe 100 yards away, I get uh, full reception from the satellite internet. But if I'm, I'm elsewhere on the property, um, if if I'm high enough uh, to the south, I get uh, I get cell phone coverage, a bar or two, but down low around the creek and things, I get none. But I keep um, you know the clients that are hunting; they are equipped with radios, and then I have an in-reach um, device uh, in case of an emergency uh, that I can contact. Um, you know, some get help quickly. The the reason, one of the reasons that I, you know, I should have done this all along and I will always abide by whatever. I mean, if, if I decided not to guide anymore and I needed to figure out a different use that complies with code and satisfies you guys, I will, I will do that. Uh, but I, my, but I, that's where I got into this. I wanted an address just for safety reasons. There was an, an incident north and west 
uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't think it was in Route County where uh, a guide had a, a gentleman that had a heart attack while hunting. And I thought, you know, I really need to be on the 911. Uh, I do get updates every time there's a winter storm in Hayden or the Yampa Valley, I get, it comes on my phone, but I don't have an address and I, I really would like to have one. Um, yeah, but I, I do work uh, diligently to, as Michael explained, to make to make it safe. There are two full fire extinguishers uh, that are, um, they are, um, I have those checked. They're CO2 um, um, detectors, as well as uh, fire detectors, uh, more than one, probably two CO2 two detectors and three fire detectors. And, you know, and then I have the equipment, uh, you know, with me to, to always contact someone in, in case there's an emergency. Um, but yes, I would love uh, an address. And do I have to wait until everything's approved before I get an, an address? Shane, I'm actually happy to let you know that the GIS department already put an address on that here, and it is 12300 County Road 56. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that's, all, that's awesome. Yeah, they did it as part of the review. Can I put, can I put a mailbox up? Uh, that you'd have to ask the post office. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but yes, you do have an address now. Okay, thank you. And has uh, that been entered? Has it been entered? So I assume it has been entered into the Route County um, 911 contact information. Um, it should be. I don't know exactly how they pull their addresses, but uh, the county GIS department is who assigns addresses all across the county, I mean, except within the cities. And so if, if you were to call 911 and offer them this address, the GIS system would pull this up. Okay. Thank you. Uh, at this point in time, I'd like an open public comment. Hearing seeing none, I'll close the public portion. Commissioners, any additional questions for staff and for the petitioner? <clears throat> Hearing none, I move we recommend PL 20220094 as presented with conditions, general conditions 1 through 13, and specific conditions 14 through 20. Second. Second. And I, I'm sure you really meant to say approved. Approved. All right. Approved. I thought we recommended the county commission. Not on this one. Not a condition. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion on the motion? Um, I guess it's spelled out in 14, the specific conditions and the improvements. 15, the removal, you know, the termination of the operation for one year, it kind of sums up above what is being actually in 20 moved. Yeah, specific condition. I've got pages all next up. I had that 15 right now. Okay, I'll believe you. Here. It's exactly the same. Yeah, okay, thank you. Any discussion on the motion? All those in favor of approving can be disapproved. PL 20220094, please signify by saying yes. 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 Opposed say no. Chair votes yes. The petition is approved. Mr. Sun, you are good to go. Well, thank you. Thank everyone. I really appreciate it. I appreciate all your hard work serving the county. And um, yeah, that's very important. And thank you very much. Keep in mind, you've got some hurdles to think to overcome yet with the building department and environmental. Right. I understand. Yeah, we'll help you do that, Shane. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, thank you. Yeah. See, the new state will be able Yeah, that, that would have been, I could have just left it on. I took it off early so I could scare the to Okay. Uh, Christy, are you doing your thing? Or is Alan doing it for you? I can do it. Um, so, uh, pretty quick, we don't have anything scheduled unless. Uh, Michael or Alan forgot to schedule something for uh, the 16th, but I don't think so. Well, let's go. Now, today would have been the deadline to get notices out, so. Okay. Okay, perfect. Um, so, and then we don't have any applications that we need to update you on that have gone to the Board of County Commissioners. Um, <clears throat> we had our kickoff meeting last Thursday with design workshop for the code update project. And uh, it went really well. Um, I know it's, you know, we're just going out of the gates right now, but uh, I'm impressed by their professionalism and they're highly organized. I think we're going to be in really good hands. So, um, you know, I think that was pretty much the consensus by um the staff that was there. And um, so we are having our first bi-weekly bi meeting with them on Monday. So that will be an internal meeting with staff that we'll do bi-weekly uh, bi throughout the project. And um, we're gonna be establishing a schedule for the technical working group. And as I mentioned, we're gonna look at a rolling adoption um, to have our first uh, it, during the summer to address solar and um, and some of the design criteria uh, for our tier two and tier three areas, as we've previously mentioned. So um, they were just further explaining what that looked like and what we could expect. Um, let's see. And then um, we are working to... Um, schedule a solar summit in April. And I'm going to just put it over to Alan so he can just further explain, but essentially it's going to be serve as outreach for large scale solar. Um, and it's going to be out, I believe at um, the fairgrounds. Um, and um, Alan, why don't you just uh, give a further explanation of what that will look like and what's the date we're looking at. Uh, yeah, so this is Commissioner Redman has to have this. He was at, I don't know where he was, but ran into uh, Mike Kruger, the president of the Colorado Solar and Storage Association, and he was the one that gave that presentation to y'all a couple months ago. Right. And um, Commissioner Redman wanted him to come up to Route County and just do a do a solar summit for the public, for decision makers, for um, emergency service personnel, for anybody who's interested in it because it's coming. And so I think the date we have set for that is April 26th, and it's going to be in Hayden at the fairgrounds. Um, Mike and some folks from his team are going to come up and they're gonna put it put it on. We have some topics uh, that we would like him to address, and then um, also provide outreach to the public. And depending on where we are with the draft of the regulations, possibly present what we have at that point to to everybody so they can see what we're working with, the different plans and studies that we would require, um, things like that. Would you be, would this also have the people, um, potential, you know, developers then? There is, he is going to bring some developers, but not the ones that we've recorded. Yeah, correct. Do you think it would be recorded and or, you know, somehow like that, so that if you couldn't make it, you could, See you later. Uh, we can certainly look at that. Please do. Yeah, we can certainly look at that. 
And so we're visioning this being an all day thing. So, Alan, what day of the week is that? I don't know. What'd you say? Did you say the 16th? April 26th. The Wednesday. The Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Um, okay, so we'll, um, we'll be advertising for that and keeping you all informed as we get closer. Um, but I think that will be a really good event um, if you're able to uh, attend. And then we'll also look at, you know, the possibility of recording it, which probably won't be a bad idea that we could put it on our um, reg update website and on the county website as well. So um, that's, a, that's a good recommendation. Um, and then I uh, just wanted to briefly discuss, and I'll put it over to Alan also, just because it'll probably be easier um, for him to explain. Um, we had mentioned a lot of the, um, the development going on in Stagecoach, and it looks like um, we're going to see an application come before you um, for uh, one of those developments. Um, and part of that process, they're going to have to update or change really the future land use map in Stagecoach as a consideration. I, just, I, I can't hear you. They're laughing. They're, they're laughing at your, your statement. It's a bit of a nervous laugh, though. Yeah, more nervous than funny, huh? For sure. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'm going to just, uh, I'll put it over to Alan just because it'll be easier. Um, I'm hearing a lot of echo on, on my end. <laughs> so, um, but it's just to, ex it's more of the expectation of the process of what that looks like, um, which would include work sessions and then adoption hearings in order to do that. And Alan, can you just just high level explain what we talked about today um, and, and what the opportunity for the work sessions will be? Uh, yeah, so that application would require an amendment to the future land use map and the stagecoach plan. And uh, Christy and I had discussed having a work session with both planning commission and the board followed by adoption hearings with both planning commission and the board. And to try and make this as efficient as possible, we've also suggested to the applicant that they pair it with a sketch subdivision review as well. And we think that that's appropriate because sketch subdivision is to determine compliance with the master plan and in this case, the, the stagecoach community plan. So, but that sketch application wouldn't require work sessions. It would just be the, the future land use map amendment. And then we would try to um, coordinate the sketch subdivision and the adoption hearings for the amendment of the map so that those occur on the, at the same hearings. Yep. Okay. And then, you know, with that, the second part of that process, um, if it were something that went through, then we get into preliminary where really the nuts and bolts uh, review uh, would take place. And if it were something that were approved at the first stage um, for the map amendment and the sketch, isn't an automatic approval of preliminary, right? Um, so, you know, the, the work session will be an opportunity for staff just to remind the decision makers and discuss process of, you know, what the expectations are and the purpose of the review. And just a little background um, for all of your um, benefit and those of you who are part of the Stagecoach Community Plan process. Um, you know, it, for those of you that were part of that process and those who weren't, um, the process went relatively smoothly for the Stagecoach Community Plan. Um, we did have a lot of input, but up until the very end, it was pretty much well known that we weren't gonna have a future land use map. We don't have any in the county. Um, 
However, at the 11th hour, um, it was decided that um, staff was going to present one to you all because at the 11th hour, literally at the adoption hearing, the first one is when the then developers of the ski area, Don McLean and, and, and those folks um, came forward at that hearing to say that they had this development plan, even though there were rumors, it was confirmed and they said it basically on the record. And so at that time, the adoption was tabled for us to have a discussion staff with those developers to um, figure out what the conceptual plan was. And the director at that time uh, really um, pushed having the need for a future land use map for stagecoach. Um, in my opinion, the, the and probably, and I know Alan agrees, um, that plan, while it was adopted ultimately in the end, I don't feel it was thoroughly vetted um, as it should have been. And it was done by, um, by the director. <laughs> and I don't think it was done very well because as you recall, we kind of ran into a snafu, if you will, for the Landolay application. And uh, that was an application you all recently heard um, next to Red Hawk. And a lot of the community relied upon this map that basically um, said existing zoning shall remain over most of Stagecoach. And there wasn't really much thought or research done into the development of that plan. Um, frankly, it was kind of half-assed done. Um, so now we have this map though that was adopted in that plan and one of the items we do want to discuss with our consultants that we have on the list is, you know, the value of keeping and maintaining this future land use map. Should it go away? And what is the appropriate process for it? Is it something that we should revisit? Um, however, we have a developer looking to come through um, sooner probably than later of us um, vetting through the flume. Um, but it is something that's adopted, so we do need to address it. And what these developers are looking to do would um, would be a change on that future land use map, which is pretty much um, a recommendation of what the future development should be in Stagecoach. So with that, you know, staff during those work sessions will discuss process and your options, and we're going to be presenting to you policies out of the Stagecoach Community Plan as, um, as either support or not. You know, we don't have a full application right now of what our recommendation is going to be to whether we should change that map or not. So just having some background there, I think is just helpful outside of um, a public process, you know, for those that weren't part of the Stagecoach Community Plan update and those that were part and, you know, remember um, how this was all pretty much developed. And then what we've talked with the consultants about moving forward and, and how we should address this moving forward. Typically you have future land use maps, um, you know, in municipalities, it's pretty common. The stage, uh, the Steamboat Springs Area Community Plan has one, um, but they are recommend that they're guiding documents. You know, for future developments. So keep that in mind. And um, and while we do have one for Stagecoach, which I'm not saying is not appropriate, I do think it's appropriate. I just think it could have done been done better and been vetted more properly and gotten more input on the development of that map. With that, Alan, did you have anything to add? No. What role right. does play in all this? What's that? Um, I they have the he asked what role does SPOA play in all this? Oh. Um, I mean, they have they certainly have an interest in this and are able to comment, and we will send them a referral on it. 
but the stagecoach plan encompasses uh, a whole lot more land than right. what SPOA encompasses. So even though they are a big stakeholder in it, they're certainly not the only stakeholder. They don't get a, a rubber stamp approval or denial of this. And this actually, this particular parcel is not under SPOA. And then also, just to be clear, I mean, the development of that plan, in my opinion, was um, we, we had really great outreach and community input, the development of the plan. So the policies that are in there, specifically speaking about the um, neighborhood node and really what we did in that plan, the big, the big win was that there, was, there were very lim limited commercial places um, in the former plan, if you all recall. Um, and basically the only area um, that allowed commercial development was at the base area. And since there was no development moving forward uh, for years, right, um, we really incorporated and, and honed in on um, allowances for flexibility for um, a commercial zone to be somewhere in the north area if you met specific standards. And that was something we got a lot of input on. Um, and then also that was confirmed through our master plan process because we had a specific meeting in Stagecoach, if you recall. And, uh, you know, we had quite a bit of attendance, you know, and input where the master plan that we recently adopted, you know, recommends Stagecoach to be a tier two growth area, right? Um, so there was a lot of support there. It's just this this map is um, it, it doesn't really jive with a lot of the policies, um, not all of it. I mean, it, the, the future land use map um, has a place saver over the ski area and the marina piece for recreation oriented type development. I would I would agree with that. Um, and that is something, you know, that definitely. Um, was supported and what we heard through the development of, of the Stagecoach Community Plan. It's, it's the other details of like just sloppy existing zoning to remain outside of those two large um, parcels. So I'm not promoting or, um, or saying, yeah, I just want you to have the background um, of what the future land use map um, says and and how it was developed you know just for that background so you know in your spare time um you know we're going to be obviously um this will be on the agenda and it'll be a work session and you know you'll have an opportunity to review the staff report and the community plan at that time but if you have any spare time and your board i you know recommend definitely looking at the stagecoach community plan um just to familiarize yourself with it because you know the applications are coming cool with that that's all i have thank you thank you thank you uh, I think that being the case, we're adjourned. Thank you. Have a good evening, Christy. Bye, guys. And ladies. Bye, Did you know that? It's okay, Ted. That was